Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Merry Christmas. Anybody else have to uh, tell their boss they had to reschedule a meeting uh, for tomorrow instead of today? Uh, Let's talk. What up, Tom? What's going on, man? Did we already do our uh, our intro bumper for this 420 celebration that yeah. we're gonna have for the people in the industry that are over 21? Well, yeah, yeah, we did the intro, but uh, did, the, did you do the? We did the bumper. I didn't hear yeah. the bumper. Right, yeah, you cool. see the But yeah, man, no, no, I was packing a bowl. You're good. What I do on a 420 after I've gotten done with a I drafted a complaint and a contribution agreement. And so uh, if you guys want to know what a complaint and contribution agreement is, don't forget to stick around until the end on this huge episode that we have for 420. One of the things that I wanted to share, um, and here it is, I'll have to share it real quick. If you're in LA and you're looking for something to do on a 420, you don't need to look far. You can go over to LA Cannabis News and there is a bazillion things going on right now. So smash some likes and click subscribe if you're in LA and then get yourself to one of these little events. I mean, they have Mecca, Super Mario 420. They have 419. Oh, that was yesterday. You missed that one. Benzinga Capital Conference. That one's in Miami. Uh, and then there's one in San Francisco, the 420 Weed and Wine, Emerald Triangle. Uh, here's one in West Hollywood, the 420 Brunch and Drag Show. That sounds like something you do in West Hollywood. Past the Love Fundraiser and Benefit Concert, man. That's in Hacienda Sacieto in man. Fraser Park. 420 at Hippie Hill. I mean, it's just... There's no shortage of things to do. There's lipstick on a joint in LA. There's no shortage of things to do on a 420 in LA. Yeah, dude. No, it's a. Uh, I, I miss events. They're they're happening. They're going about again. Uh, there's a whole golfing thing going on today. But you know what I do for 420? I decided just to smoke weed, stay home, and I do laundry and crazy shit like mm. that. <laughs> and these good people are tuning into Cannabis Legalization News. We're gonna do some trivia, some uh, weed related trivia here in a little bit. But you know what? We might as well get to our top breaking story of the day i thought that this one should we say have this one be trending because it trending, was yes. uh, i thought it was actually i think this is a something that we wouldn't have seen coming but oh uh, there you go let's get out let's do this one yeah. 
Off-duty police. Report. Yeah, off-duty police can smoke weed in New Jersey. This this is revolutionary. I you know, and I'm surprised uh, the the first two states that legalized it haven't done this. Yeah. <laughs> NJ.com is reporting that it's uh, editors. No, this is from NJ Campus Insider. They're hosting something on uh, July 14th at the Ashbury Park. I like how they have a little plug for something. Isn't that nice? Really? But off-duty police officers in New Jersey are permitted to consume cannabis products and should not face discipline for doing so under the state's legal marijuana law, according to a memo from acting Attorney General Matthew Platkin. You mean common sense? You mean you mean officers are going to be regular employees now too? Like they can probably use common sense when they're out there in the field enforcing the law now. Holy yeah, shit! I mean, like you mean those 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 officers that can clearly have a beer after they're done serving their community can also now have a joint after they're done serving their community. That's that's this is real progress, and I really yeah. am impressed with how New Jersey's rolling out their stuff. We'll see because there's a lot of local control in New Jersey's uh, regulation. Uh, however, they've already issued conditional licenses. They'll issue some more conditional licenses here, probably in another two months for the dispensaries. And then people who keep calling me for transportation licenses. I can't stress this enough. The transportation license is worthless unless you have thousands of license holders that need it. For example, in California, they, they call it a distro there, a distributor. But um, everybody, for whatever reason, just thinks it's so easy to get in at a, um, a transporter level or a distribution level. Well, and that's that's the way in. But eh. are they thinking like Uber Eats? Are they thinking like, OK, I'll just try uh, some weed? Yeah, the courier license. Some yeah. are thinking like that. But again, nobody has ever retired from being an Uber driver. That's one of the reasons why you're there. You know, it's because you didn't have enough money. <laughs> Side money is supposed to be not the, the main income. But yeah, right. it's uh, but no, I, I, I again, here in Seattle, uh, hippie, goddamn uh, Mecca, whatever people think it is. Uh, I'm surprised, you know, cops don't care about weed, right? And, and, and the drug war is the biggest thing with law enforcement and, and citizens, citizens, citizenship, you know, me and the cops, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the biggest, like that to me is a barrier of equity. And the thing that help like will help us as a society, <laughs> you know, like common sense, common sense would really go a long way. Unfortunately, it is in short supply in the nation's capital. Uh, let's go ahead and check some more of this. Platkin, that again, that's New Jersey's top law enforcement officer. He is the acting attorney general. Sent a memo to police and chief directors reminding them that the Cannabis Regulatory Enforcement Assistant Marketplace Modernization Act. Now, I want you to pay close attention to what they have called their law in New Jersey. It's not the MRTA or the CURTA like we have in other regulated states. No, no, no. They called theirs cream uh, because cats <laughs> rules everything around me. No, 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 that's not why, but it is the Cannabis Regulatory Enforcement Assistance and Marketplace Modernization Act, or, uh, or the CREAM Act is what they often refer to it as. And I just think that that is delightful. But um, I mean, if you had a license, dude, I'd be singing that song all fucking day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil Murphy signed it into law 14 months ago and says departments may not take any adverse action against any officer because they do or do not use cannabis off duty. Key word here, key term. Once again, off duty. Well, you know, it's fuck, man. Prohibition enables bad policing, bad behavior, bad law. Yes, so. and, and if you were one of those tuning in that thinks that prohibition enables these types of bad behaviors, bad policing, and bad law, click them likes, and then uh, tag your favorite law enforcement. Well, actually, don't do that. Tag your buddy who's been hassled by law enforcement. They're way less likely to report us. 
<laughs> it's a true story. So we got uh, uh we got the hill. Going well, hang on a second before we pass on that one. Oh sure. Let's let's go to the one more point about this new New Jersey law that allows off-duty cops to smoke. But it also said more. It said an employee shall not be subject to an adverse action by an oh. employer solely uh, due to the presence of a cannabinoid metabolite in the employee's bodily fluid. Uh, so that is even worker protection beyond just uh, that's huge. That yeah. is um, employment rights, right? That's what it's all about. I wonder, though, it will cover probably – no, it probably can't, though, truckers, right? Again, our, our friends who, who who help transport and keep us fed uh, mm-hmm. because they follow a federal goddamn guideline, right? The state driver's license is not in turn covered with the you know, insurance. Yeah, there's federal money involved, and then there's the contracts, and so contracts like insurance – very often uh, they have to follow federal law. There's all sorts of frustrations that you have when you're trying to, you know, change the future for the better because cannabis really needs to be legalized. Uh, the next one is something that I saw that was trending uh, all over, and this was trending this past week. It's really a good one. So let's go ahead and hit the yield trending. Hey, oh. how am I doing? <laughs> so we have the Hill. Legalizing marijuana lowers demand for prescription drugs, steady fines. As uh, Tom put it out, this is why legalization is still being stemmied. Because we we know, as the hippies were right, uh, if you have alternatives and it's healthier, why not use it? <laughs> That's right. That's what these, these this safety school, Cornell University, those researchers analyzed data from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services in all 50 states uh, over the course of 2011 through 2019. And they found that the decline in the volume of prescriptions targeting these, these, here's the list, pain, depression, anxiety, sleep, psychosis, and seizures, they all were reduced. This is uh, fast. Like, that's like one of the studies that we should, like, people talk about. Like, we need more studies, right? Well, this clearly, right. science, this is data analytics that shows that for the safer alternative, people will, will go to that. But, like, it, it, it's just crazy to me that people are fighting something that betters your, your society, humanity. You know, like, we're going to push opioids, we're going to push uh, things that are addictive, uh, you know factories because it was yep. made in a factory it's better than what i can grow but look at that i love how they they always mean the taxes and so like they because what medicaid and medicare and hopefully one day your health care too are paid for by our taxes and that means that you would need legal cannabis because what does that mean um the noted the decline in payments primary care uh, visits also declined and so these reductions in drug utilization could lead to significant cost savings for state Medicaid programs. The results also indicate an opportunity to reduce the harms that come from the, dis- the dangerous side effects associated with some prescription drugs, especially those prescription drugs that they use to treat pain. I wonder what the Canadian analytics are, because remember we had that guest, they, t- they said that uh, uh, their cannabis is covered if you have a health care plan. Like, yep. th- there's got to be data behind that, too, as far as, like, uh, how many people are using Like, You know, there's more deeper uh, understanding as far as this plant being medicine, but also it's 420 and people celebrate it for recreational, right? It's a weird, 
quandary that people still can't, uh, the normies can't figure out, right? Can't figure out how to accept this thing. We have to punish people because, because why? Because I went to the store and bought this this morning. <laughs> you didn't buy that this morning in a store. That's in a jar. Did you go to one of those mythical medical places? No, this is just packaging, man. This is just, uh, it, oh, it, it, it will farm? be in a jar. Yeah, but it's, it's our 420 it's, special. Integrity farm. Yeah. It's an ounce. How much was that ounce? So, I mean, just say it in like in, in um, pig Latin dollars, so people don't flag us. Well, here, here let me give you a, 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 a summary of my morning. Um, I went to my local pot shop where it's as closest, and I was highly disappointed because no specials. The only special they had were on uh, paraphernalia bong, so I could get forty percent off a of bong if I wanted, but whatever weed. So on my way to a place that I knew had 30% off of everything, there were two other pot shops on my way there. So I decided, oh, I'll just stop at one of these ones sometimes and see if there's anything good because I haven't been there in a while. Sure as shit, they were 30% off too. So everything in that shop was 30% off. So that's where I got 30% off this usually uh, over uh, 200 roses uh, 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 an ounce. And then uh, I stopped 200 roses an ounce. That could also be exchanged for lucky stars or uh, Canadian sawbucks. <laughs> and then I went to uh, the pot shop across the street from that one, and their special was only a certain brand, but it's a quality brand. It was, uh, what was this one? 33 Roses for an eighth. 33 Roses. An yeah. OZ? For an eighth. Ah, an eighth. Well, see, I, that's what I tell everybody when they call and they want to get in. And I'm like, guys, I don't care what you think the price of the, the flower is right now with your limited market where you're at. You got to get ready to be able to do retail of high quality stuff between uh, 30 and 35 uh, lucky charms <laughs> uh, an eighth. Yeah. Which still comes out to a fairly reasonable one because there's 128 eighths in one uh, stone, let's call it, of of weight and so that that's stone weight mm. at 30 let's let's give it a 35 dollar uh you know per eighth of an ounce for the um, oh I, I i used the wrong term there uh let's see 35 times 128 is that's still a 4500 dollar <laughs> um weight of yeah. things that you can weigh yourself in express that as a term well we talked about color organ prices and in the traditional mm. markets uh prices in california like there's gonna be a point that's so Again, the broccoli issue. It's going to be a thing that's like, how do you make money at this? And, you know, let's face it. You know, you got to analyze that. You got to look at this. People need to... Hippie, everybody wants to argue, like, this needs to be a free plant for everybody. But it can't because people it's not need free to, to grow. I mean, like, yeah. it doesn't cost $0 per gram to create that beautiful stuff. But... Let's do a little bit of stocks because we've got about four minutes left before it's uh, the, the high holy hour. Uh, and so hang on a second. Let me just pull up some brand things, hit our pot stocks, and we'll go from there, man. Cannabis industry lawyer here to report a pot stock news. And this is uh, bad news in the sense that the stocks in the cannabis space have absolutely been murdered, just taken out to the woodshed and left for dead uh, for the past 52 weeks. The, the MSOS, which is the ETF that uh, tracks the larger publicly traded, uh, at least over the counter publicly traded uh, cannabis companies in the United States has been, it's at a 52 week low. And why is that? Uh, because Congress's inaction, their continued inaction uh, for the cannabis plant. Let's uh, get some uh, commentary. And this is out of Politico. Uh, let's get some commentary from Miggy. 
Hey, maybe. <laughs> what do you I, think about uh, the, the the pot stocks just getting killed because of um, there's no action from Congress on legalization? Rich people problems. Rich people. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be like that, but you know, like the MSOs and all that stuff. I really can't care so much. I mean. I know a lot of people are bitter towards them. I'm not bitter towards them because I know it's going to be part of the recreational uh, structure, infrastructure, right? You're going to have an Anheuser Bush. You're going to have this and that. But uh, for the most part, you know these these guys have been uh, boats. You know these these you know throwing money and, and losing money. So I don't think I think that it's just a, a headline grabbing article as far as like cannabis sinks. You know mm-hmm. this is a. a Fucking recession-proof of the day. Plant. April 20th. It's a recession-proof plant. Unfortunately, it's still a federal crime. And uh, I still believe that if there was algorithmic changes to the, the big tech companies, it would be legal in 24 months tops. Oh, God, yes. Uh, anyway, weed sales are going to probably hit... Twenty. Oh, they hit this last year. $27 billion last year. And now we have New York, New Jersey coming online, Virginia dragging its, its heels, but New Mexico's coming online. Um Arizona's doing great business, even though it's a fairly limited market. A lot of states are doing, they're just turning it, they're creating new billion dollar industries. Uh, and and then this year, it's supposed to go uh, another 30% or plus of growth and go over uh, $30 billion into next year. I think 33. I, I the, the, Does it individualize which stocks are, are, are sinking and whatnot? Because I think that's what needs to be looked at. Because there are some companies that are doing good things. There's other companies that are, Again, they're just like, I think they're funneling money. <laughs> well, this, is, this is the MSOS. And so like this is trying to track the United States cannabis industry. And so you can see it. It has been cut in half since last year. It was riding high at about $40 uh, a share. And that's just a blend. For example, its highest uh, uh, holdings are probably going to be uh uh, Green Thumb Industries, Cresco, Curaleaf. Uh, I'm trying to see if they have like a list of them right here, but I really don't see it. Uh, but that's that's what this is. This is an ETF designed to track the United States' largest cannabis companies and those multi-state operators. Uh, just absolutely woodshedded and murdered. Uh, and how long has this even been trading? Not very long. It started on September of 2040 and 2020, and so now uh, it hit its peak February of last year when Schumer was like, soon, we will be doing this soon. And soon turned out to be a huge lie. And now he's not even ready to put his own next bill into yeah. uh, uh, the, the Senate. And he's, he's not going to hear the Moore Act that's you know been delivered to the Senate. That's going to be dead in committee or, or in some committee. He wants to control uh, you know, the narrative on it and whatever. Uh, I'd prefer if we just, while you're doing that, can we just, and once again, wonderful day to let all the marijuana prisoners out of jail. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> let's pardon these people while we figure out how to legalize this. I, you know, these guys shouldn't be getting rich. Nobody should be getting rich while somebody's sitting behind bars for cannabis. Damn right. You know, 422 is 422. Uh-oh. Do we have a 420 somewhere? That's, that's really good because, um, you know, Let's let's hit that. I just I cleaned the pipe and I packed it with some homegrown. So uh, nice. you got the ability to hit the uh, bumper, or should I hit that? I am. Here we go. Well, here we go. Oh, that definitely lasted longer. 
That's all right. We'll have some technical difficulties later. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, if you're in New Jersey and you want your conditional license application and you're not social equity, that's our price for it. But if you check your email today uh, from uh, me, cannabis industry lawyer, Tom Howard, uh, from Tom at Collateral Base, uh, you are going to get $100 toward your next purchase there. So it would give you $100 off of the New Jersey conditional license application uh, service package that we provide. Again, that is 41 pages because it's not just enough to have the 40 pages. Interestingly enough, one of my clients, um, and I've never seen this, like uh, it's a it's a wonky thing with the upload process over in Jersey. Because like we crammed 20 pages worth of regulatory compliance into to the 20 page limit of regulatory compliance. Mm. But then when you save it as a PDF and it's still 20 pages and upload it, magically it becomes 21 pages because sometimes technology just doesn't work. Did it add a page, like a blank page? I have no idea. I, I Somebody told me and I'm like, really? But does it get kicked back then at that point because you're working uh, no, it shouldn't get kicked back. Usually what uh, uh, jurisdictions do is if you go exceed the page limit, maybe they'll kick it back. But that's like the most onerous version. Mm. Uh, usually it's they just stop grading after that page. Oh, OK. Yeah. We got some international news. International news. Why don't you do the bumper and I'll queue up the, the thing. Cool. <laughs> international news <laughs> polish high court <laughs> uh, uh, oh i see what they did they are continuing the thing that usually gets done in this industry uh, it's a derisive thing can you imagine if like all sports headlines had to be puns or like all <laughs> all headlines about stuff that are just really crappy in the world Nah, this would be better if it was a pun. But whatever reason, all cannabis stories, they need to have a pun in their headline. Otherwise, some stodgy editor uh, who's, who's you know, working the, the department of the news just doesn't giggle enough. Yeah. Polish high court rules against health officials clearing hemp flowers as food. Neat. Good. Yes. That's Meshi Kowalski, the CEO of Combinant Company. So it's going to be like a... I mean, is it a food or it be like a vitamin then? Or, I mean, is it going to be like, is it broccoli? It's broccoli. Yeah, they are Sweet. treating hemp flowers like broccoli over there. And uh, do you have the uh, the show notes on this? Because I'm showing yeah. off. Okay. Poland's uh, highest administrative court has ruled against it. Oh, I'm give that part. In doing so, the Supreme Administrative Court ruled that Poland's chief sanitary inspectorate wrongly ordered off-the-market capsules filled with Roundup hemp plant tops introduced by a hemp company, Kambiant Kamnapi, in 2019. Oh, see, so it took pills. Did you see there was a recall for for hemp here in America? For no, but I'm glad that there's recalls. It means that somebody's actually watching what's going on. Well, it's for the labeling. So it, here, it's uh, yes. hemp that was uh, uh, infused with, like, turmeric and, you know, stuff like that, or uh, for, for muscles, you know, uh, cane. But uh, packaging for child safety. Uh, and then uh, I guess they, this is a shitty company, shitty rapper. But this is uh, cool. That uh, So pills, though. like So they were ground up like uh, like in a brick and mortar, put in a little capsule. And then here well, you go. That's, that's how they ground them up. They ground them up with something, and they put them into a capsule. And then hopefully, hopefully they tested what they were grinding up so that you can have a label, and it'll say what's in it. So it's like, oh, we took... Uh, our, our premium hemp flower tops that tested at XYZ terpenes and, and PDQ cannabinoid levels and free and clear of any uh, adulterants. Uh, and then we uh, created a, you know, 500 milligram or a one gram 
uh, tablet for you to enjoy your CBDA. Well, you know, and, and that's one thing about regulation, right? Like everything should come with the COA. Everything should have a lab analysis with it so you can look at it. But I think your access and safe access. Yeah. And it's just, I think still though, a lot of people don't care too. Right? How many times do people look at the burger ingredients or whatever they're looking right, at? Yeah. How many go go to a McDonald's and see if there's a line out the back? Sometimes yeah. people don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we know that's the point of regulation, though. We got some trending news. Ooh. Oh. This uh, is gonna get some uh, some definitely some love from some of the people out there because it involves Biden. <laughs> oh, hang on a second, man. You're you're ahead of me. Let oh, me. My bad. Oh no! This is this is huge news. So let's uh, cue this one up. Right? Uh, do you want to be able to introduce this? And no, you got this one. You're the news story guy, or no, you got this one. It's Hang on, I have to wait for a, a video to get done, and so, oh. and then they're going to have another video because it's from NBCNews.com, who's reporting this. Uh, and I'm not going to tap to unmute it, but I also hope that we don't get uh, spanked for any type of copyright violations. I don't think we should because it's like, well, these people are watching our stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. This was another trending story, huh? Cool. Can we get the bumper? In trending news, a top Florida Democrat is suing the president, the Biden administration, that is, uh, Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed out of Florida. She drops this news today on April the 20th. And, and, and NBC News has attained a copy of the lawsuit. So this lawsuit targets a federal form that asks whether gun buyers and an unlawful user of drugs specifies that marijuana is illegal. A person allowed by the state to use marijuana by legally under Florida law, or maybe even your state's law, has to check yes, which results in the denial of the purchase. Lying by checking no runs the risk of, you know, <laughs> perjury, which is, of course, a federal crime. And that can be punished with a five-year prison sentence for making a false statement statement and would, so uh, she says that this is is this going to be one of those uh, violations of your what's the one the fifth i plead the fifth you know yeah. and so uh, uh, let's see argues that the lawsuit that the form violates the second amendment rights of lawful medical mi- uh, marijuana placement and runs afoul the congressional budget prohibition on federal agents interfering with state sanctioned cannabis laws i like that and so she's got two arguments one federalist principles and the other one uh, violation of your second amendment rights but then why is that not a violation of your Fifth Amendment rights against uh, incrimination? And so that was why the first marijuana uh, laws back from 1937 got overturned, because the only way they can get that marijuana tax stamp was to have the marijuana. Mm. And then if you had the marijuana, how could you get the tax stamp without it? So you had to like be incriminating yourself in the process of administering the law. Yeah, uh, It would be interesting to see if that, uh, if that argument would also uh, bear fruit, but perhaps it wouldn't. However, the, uh, the the money that they are spending to uh, so the prohibition on federal agents interfering with state sanctioned cannabis laws, hmm, perhaps. So, like, if you if you check that box, oh, I don't even know. That's going to be an interesting one to brief. Uh, and so, there's going to be some fun litigation going on in a federal court. Do you know who yeah. should get who who should get behind this? Who's that? The NRA. You you know who's like. Uh, when reached for comment, the NRA hung up the phone. I'm just saying, if they really cared about rights, I mean, half these 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 what do you call them? Uh, what, what's a company was just used for like a shell for money, like just to launder? I mean, that's all these these, these they don't care about rights and people, you know, <laughs> they don't care about real issues. And cannabis is being one of them. I, I don't 
don't appreciate her doing this on 420. You know, she's running for governor and also um, uh, she has a stake in the medical game out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I don't know. I just I, she gives off an icky vibe sometimes. But I mean, she's better than DeSantis probably as governor. But oh, man, I think DeSantis uh, really shot himself in the foot today. He came out against the mouse. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he came out against Disney. And I'm like, boy, I just don't. Disney like pays people salaries in Florida. You take people's salaries as political contributions in Florida. It's, so it'll be interesting. It's funny how the artists call about culture wars, but they actually are the ones creating it. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I, 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 I do agree. Like we should, you know, but the NRA doesn't, one of the biggest people out there that should be standing up for us, you know, for guns yep. and, and for rights. gun rights for the second amendment rights. Yeah. Where's the NRA? When weed is involved, seriously. So yeah, I, I you know probably won't even go any further than just the publicity stunt because uh, no, they're going to have to brief that. You can't just file something for publicity. You actually have to prosecute cases to do so. Like would violate, which is uh, it's rule one hundred thirty seven in Illinois. But you have to have a good faith basis for whatever you put in front of a court. Otherwise, you can be sanctioned. Uh, you know, there's there's a public policy in the resolution of all claims, fairly well, and honest. I'm on the side of the court, though. The, the court doesn't have to hear it, though, right? Of course they do. This isn't the Supreme Court. The court has to hear it. And so if mm. they file that in a district court, that's going to have its day. It's going to get heard. People mm. are going to brief it. And then it's either going to be a meritorious argument or that's gonna, it'll probably be met with a motion to dismiss. You know, we should do more uh, litigation related uh, how to cannabis things. Yeah. Maybe one, one Wednesday and another Wednesday in the future. It's not like, you know. There's well, any lack of that stuff. Something that deep, though, I think it could be good to sit in that line, too, because, I mean, you can do policy and, and, and make money at the same time. And that's kind of how legalizations happen. That's why I don't hate too much on all these big MSOs, right? Everybody wants to, again, Anheuser-Busch's and shit like that. But rich people don't want to go to jail. You know, people who, who are millionaires want to travel in interstates with their product. If they so... As more of these people get involved, and, and, and that, that's the stock thing, right? So, like, with that stock thing going down, that's not so much the businesses doing shitty. It's just people investing in it, right? It's like people going, oh, I want to hold out my money because I don't want to. Even though any cannabis investment, well, I want to say any because, you know, there's a lot of people who, 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 who uh, like an Enron, disappear, will, like, you know, break up. But I honestly think, like, truly... You know they'll be they'll be around for a while. You know that's gonna you know these. You know, I don't know, man. Tr- Most companies fail. Pan Am, Pan Am is on mm. top of the world, and so if the whole reason for their game and what they're playing is based on a lie, and that lie gets corrected by market forces, they're screwed. Especially if they're too heavy on debt and they can't carry their debt burden. These are all matters for conjecture in the future. Why don't we do something um, about the DEA? You want to? You want to yeah. do the story about the DEA? All right, yeah. let me uh, let me get you all queued up here, and so we'll we'll get a CLN. It's not a CLN exclusive. It's actually reported out of MJ Biz Daily. But uh, just a moment. I think this one is officially trending. DEA goes to battle in federal court over THC and hemp extractions. So U.S. drug regulators are doubling down on arguments that cannabis extracts with elevated THC levels are illegal, even if they come from hemp. Huh. The U.S. drug... Uh, DA, why, why is DEA... DEA is just trying to give themselves like a 
keep themselves in, employed. What's going on? What is, yeah, they are. What is this? Well, I mean, like, they're being, what is what did uh, uh, Judge Thomas call this? More episodic than coherent. And so, uh, once again, in another episodic rather than coherent news story, last week the DEA was saying hemp seeds equal hemp. Today, mm. the DEA has uh, made the case Tuesday when it faced off with the Hemp Industry Associations. That's the HSA, the fighting HSA, uh, the fighting hemp stocks or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but South Carolina CBD makers, RE Botanical Brands, they uh, really have spent some coin on this piece of litigation, which are challenging a 2020 DEA rule that criminalizes common hemp extraction practices. That is your wallet while in processing hemp. Now. That is silly, but uh, they they go on like this. And so the DEA is still maintaining this. It's sad that law enforcement tries to create policy. They should just be enforcing it, right? Like this. But it's it's the same enforcement. It's a literal argument. And so they are literally arguing that when you take hemp that tests compliantly under the USDA's regulation and you throw it into an extractor and you strip out all the water. Uh, and so let's say that that hemp comes in and tests at 0.3% THC and you strip it all that, uh, the, the plant material and the water and all that stuff. And that 0.3% might go up too. Uh, and suddenly that's not, that's less, that's more than 0.3. So what are you supposed to do? Create a new process where you have an, an adulterant in it the whole time so that it always stays uh, THC compliant? Or do you say, well, we're in processing right now that isn't ready for prime time before it's going to be sent into the the stream of commerce we will finish this but then uh, they, they don't care so yeah. that's the, the dea does not care that you're processing hemp they will consider it marijuana but the problem with that i mean this whole dea argument doing this is so frustrating because like future future you know when, when things are done in common sense and for the lack of everything this is benign right like cannabis we're, we're talking about something that they're arguing what's just illegal is perfectly legal in recreational states, right? This again, mm-hmm. wrapping our heads around morality, <laughs> you know, and the immoral thing that's been going on is all the arrests and harassment, you know, it has nothing to do whether this thing is 0.3 TAC or not. This, that the consumer is going to consume it for whatever they're looking for, you know, whatever, uh, high for lack of a better word they're chasing or, or body betterment you know this, this is so crazy yeah. that they're tr- trying to do this well i i just like the shane pennington shout out to him the lawyer making a um uh, one of those metaphorical statements before a judge. And I once did that with a, a hamburger regarding uh, certain property rights that come with um, a tenancy by the entireties. And here he's doing that, but he's doing it instead of a hamburger, he's making a cake uh, because then you have like one thing, but it's comprised of other things. Uh, and then those, those sub- subjects that you need to bake that cake are illegal and subject to DEA control is what he's saying, which is a little confusing and also a little silly. But uh, that really is what it is. It's this wall in processing hemp extract. And so when you do that, when you extract it, it goes hot. There's nothing really you can do to really stop that other than creating a new process for that extraction that contains adulterants so that it can't go hot. But when you start to distill it, when as soon as you start to process it, to strip out that uh, adulterant or that, let's say you're using uh, ethanol. And so that ethanol during that extraction, maybe you have sufficient you know, volume of ethanol and plant materials. So it's still hemp compliant. But then yeah. you start taking out the plant material. 
then you start taking out the ethanol and and distilling it down into um, pure cannabinoids. Then it gets hot. But again, they're saying they're saying some things illegal. That what are you going to do? You're going to come to Washington and Oregon? You're going to come on? Let's see, go. Let's go. Oh, it's just it's just this magic. It, 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 it's what I think it is is it evidence of the arbitrariness of this particular uh, regulation that is still being enforced despite routinely being found to not be uh, in the interests of the United States. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's kind of yes. where that is, and we just get. You know, before we uh, work ourselves up into a huff, uh, we actually have something new that we're going to play. And so this is going to be a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and we're going to play some trivia. But first, I, I think we should take another 420 somewhere, but I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to do some technical difficulties instead. And then we're going to come back to play 420 trivia. So go get your friends. Shout out to Hemp Lord, South Carolina in the his house. That's the, where Representative Mace is from, by the way. And uh, so... We'll be right back, but uh, get your friends. We're going to play some 420 trivia. Question for you, Miggy, and Yo. for you at home, everybody who's watching. Is, uh, right now, if you share this and tag some people to play some trivia, you'll actually create a noticeable bump on our viewers. Uh, but how many Americans smoke cannabis according to the National Library of Medicine? Well, am I survey of house 100 i mean no. <laughs> oh okay so that's that's one answer is 100 percent. now we could show this and this is where and actually the answer is going to be but uh we're gonna we're gonna go talk to the audience which of course crested the clown would say it's always death but uh, we're gonna ask the audience what percent somebody goes 53 percent miggy says 100 percent. but of course his sample <laughs> size is his household uh visible 20 percent Anyone else? 12 years old, age. Anyone who's 12 years of age or older, and how many have reported uh, cannabis use? So there's also, th uh, what is uh, America, 300 million? Uh, 320, and then it depends. You'd have to you'd have to uh, dial this into whenever this thing was actually uh, published. It was published in 2014. Uh, tolerance and not tolerance, but use uh, use rates were lower back then, uh, simply because it was still more illegal than it is now. Anybody else got that? Uh, let's see. Is these are all kind of close. <laughs> Problem is that we're going to have to do. It's not four hundred twenty percent, Michael. But thank you. Uh, it would be uh, here. Here's something we can do some math on this show. Uh, but it's twenty two million. Is it twenty two point two million yeah. Americans? 22.2 million Americans uh, over the age of 12 have reported smoking weed in the past 30 days. According to this, this is just from one of those fly-by-nights, the National Library of Medicine. Uh, uh, and, and again, it was data from 1975 through 2014. So that's 22.2 million Americans. Uh, and then divide that out of, I think it's 325, let's say. Yeah. Oh, so that's about 7% yeah. of the population uh, smokes cannabis on a regular basis. And that's another reason why once you realize that many of the people who want to open a license, there just aren't that many. And so if the, the entire United States would just legalize and people weren't like moving from one state to another to stay on top of trends and like slip it out the back because there's still a gray market. Uh, I think the people that would want licenses would get them. And then everybody else would be like, can you shut up and cut your hair now, please? And uh, that's what will happen. It would also enable like culture, like not just the outlaw culture we have, but true Americana culture, like true, you know, we got brute, 
breweries everywhere, tap bars, fucking, you know, we want to socialize. And so it would enable like people to be just be good citizens. <laughs> well, okay. Let's make this a little easier for the next question. Cause that last one was open-ended yeah. next. What country consumes the most weed? We have four choices. We'll make a little banner about that. Uh, you have choice A, that's Jamaica. Choice B, that is the United States. Choice C is Israel. And choice D is Canada. I was surprised by the answer to this one. Oh, yeah? What's that? Oh, Don't tell the people what it is. No, I just... Yeah, did not. Um, but I thought would be the the largest one. It's not. Oh, it's not, is it? Now again, that's Jamaica, the United States, Israel, or Canada. Get your questions in, or get your answers in. We have we have people. We have one person who has said it. And I think they were the first person to say it. Yeah, it is C. Answer to the question of what country between those four consumes the most weed? Israel. Israel beats out the United States, Jamaica, and even Canada. So there you go. Everybody, everybody got to see good one on you. Uh, we'll be moving on to the next one. This one is going to be open-ended. Uh, Mickey, why don't you ask this question, and I'll prepare the next multiple choice. Okay. Uh, oh, you mean uh, number three? This would be question number two. That's the okay. one that we skipped, and then I went through the multiple choice. And I'm surprised by this answer, too. On average, how much does a gram of weed cost in America? Like, there's a price point that I knew that they tried to at, at a retail retail location. If yeah. you go to a dispensary lawfully and you're able to buy, how much does that gram cost? This should be average? like talking about the average beer price, right? Like, it's crazy how like we can deem seven dollars. I'd say is the average. Well, five fifty because I forgot about the Midwest. I was thinking uh, uh, ten, but it's not the answer. There's a lot of people oh, really? saying ten too, so that's one. <laughs> That's why just to get that one out there, it is not like I totally because that's the price point that Washington was trying to meet when uh, they did start a market like your $10 gram or your $10 joint of a gram. Right. So, yeah, but, but I did that one show after Illinois legalized it where I went to the dispensary and then, of course, it got flagged for some reason. You know, I, I yeah. should have said I spent uh, 80 puppies on this as opposed to actual uh, something yeah. else. And, okay. And, and, yeah. Somebody got it. Yeah, we got uh, uh, Robin came uh, the closest from eight to twelve. It's oh, twelve. By the rules, the price is right. He did not go over. The answer <laughs> is twelve. Now, in in here in Illinois, it might be twenty uh, because of uh, all the taxes and whatnot. And and I think the twenties and the tens or the eights or whatever, like they they kind of meet in the middle. And again, this is because it's federally illegal. So every freaking state is its own little. Uh, monopoly enterprise slash makes the rules, um, the kingmakers and all that crap. Um, you know, because once it becomes federally legal, then we can have a real knowledge base. You know, everybody can become a California or an Oregon with a couple hundred uh, dollar uh, priced uh, hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers, <laughs> exactly. Love those quarter we pounders, hamburgers. but um, yeah, we do. And so speaking of those quarter pounders, we got another one for you on this 420 episode of let's play some cannabis trivia. If you know somebody who needs to play some cannabis trivia, don't forget to tag them on this. And so here's the next one. What is the most expensive weed in America? Is it a loud dream? B cannabis caviar? C, White Fire OG, or D, 
Oracle. I'm assuming the cannabis strain and not the uh, relational database company. Well, is it? Um, it's probably grown by somebody in particular, right? Like, it's got to be on the market. I bet. Uh, like a recreational market. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, your data has to come Because even the outlaw markets are still, no one really gives out information. Well, High Times publishes it, right? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, used to, they did that stock report. Hey, are we checking the answers as they come in? Uh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hemp Lord. Good job. Hemp Lord with caviar. That's right. Cannabis caviar. Obvious. They probably do something on like that most expensive show where they're just draping it in gold fleck and like putting literal caviar on it. Anything that just justifies a ridiculous, highly high price point. That's probably like a moon rock. Something that's dipped in oil and dipped in keef. You know, the nug. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds so good. Doesn't sound bad. Hey, uh, you want to give them the the next open-ended question, and I'll type out the next... uh, Okay. What year did Reefer Madness come out? Oh, by the way... Get your answers in. By the way, uh, join us today. I'm going to create the the thumbnail, and we're going to watch... She should have said no. uh, Reefer Madness movie uh, circuit. So, yeah, what year did Reefer Madness come out? Uh, what time? What, when did prohibition start? What, like 1917? No, oh. well, at the state level, the states go all the way back. Here I we think go. California Busy was wave. The first one. Yeah, 1936. And so, yes, this was already when all the states had prohibition. They had banned it in their states, and then it was the last push to knock it out at the federal level. And, and as a result, they need some what? Some good old fashioned propaganda. Because if you need propaganda, you know what they're telling you is the truth. Yeah. Wait, wait. If they if they were telling me the truth, why would I need propaganda? I'm oh a, crap! I might not be able to be brainwashed as easily. <laughs> I'm excited for this one though when, when we watch it tonight because uh, it, it's a movie that has three different titles and it's got a lot of history. So it's like one of those annoying things. Like this is how people thought in ignorant as shit. Well, we got going next. Ignorant as shit news. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, we we have another one for you. Let's go ahead and pull up this banner. Uh, and here's here's our answers: Japan, Thailand, South Korea, or China. And the question is: As of 2019, that's when the data's from. What country has the highest cost of weed per gram? You know, with cost comes the reason, right? So, like prohibition and uh, what can happen to you when you're caught. Like some of these places, it's pretty messed up. But <laughs> well, those are your answers. Let's see here. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yep. The mom, uh, Damon, he points it out. It's Japan. Japan wins. I'm sure Thailand was probably the cheapest out of those. Uh, but well, Japan, they're legal now. Yep, but they they can get up to over thirty dollars a gram. I'm surprised China's not more because you can lose your life essentially. Right, that's not, that's not funny. <laughs> It isn't. It isn't. Hey, uh, this was a fun experiment, but uh, let's maybe we can do one more. But then the problem is I haven't made that uh, the next, you know, um, list of what what goes up there. And so I have to <coughs> update it. Uh, but there is there's another one. We can just do uh, what age group consumes the most cannabis in America as of 2019? Is it 30 to 49 year olds? 50 to 64 year olds, 18 to 29 year olds, or 65 plus. A is 30 to 49. B is 50 to 64. 
C is 1829. And D is 65 plus. I'm right. You're wrong. Almost got it. I'm right. You're wrong. Almost got it. But I'm going to say that he's he's correct. Ooh. Well, let's go Mac with it specifically. Yeah. Uh, but 18 to 29. Yes. Uh, you know, isn't it just so much easier to smoke weed when you don't have a crippling student loan debt or children? Well, that's the festival crowd, man. Like festivals. People like, you know, you're younger, you smoke it. And then there we go. See, because then you get older, man. Like I said, when I started doing the activism and stuff, it was fun. And now it's medical because everything hurts. Everything hurts. (laughs) Especially (laughs) you're living in reality on most days. You wake up and you're like, ow, ow. What the heck is going wrong with these people? And then you check and you go like, well, I hope the one thing's gone. You're like, well, that's kind of going away. Well, that's good. Well, what about this uh, this Schedule 1 substance, you know, the flowers? Oh, no, no, that's still there. <sighs> hey, I got something I wanted to go with you, go over with you real quick. Me all and right. Lord of Background Music. So, we all know cannabis is not a crime, but I want to show you something that is. And for 420, I think this is very, you understand why. I thought it was uh, apropos. You don't know who this guy is. DJ Khaled. Get a close-up. Get a close-up. Get a close-up of the case. The guitar. You know what I'm saying? And a special note from the Marley family. Shout out to the Marley. Melissa, can you read this for me? Can you read this to the world, please? Um, DJ Khaled, we're excited to share this new guitar with you. As someone who has an appreciation for Bob Marley's life and music, we want you to be one of the first to play the Guilty 20 Marley based on Bob's at-home songwriting guitar from 56 Hope Road. This guitar-inspired songs that help unite the world, and we hope it gives you inspiration as well. Another one. Okay. <laughs> That's almost as good as that. Did you see uh, DJ Khaled go on to the uh, – he got he got kicked out of the basketball game for it. He just goes up, he sw- swishes nothing but air. He just he puts up this wonderful air ball, and I'm just like, another one. <laughs> Such a crime, dude. And then it's so loud on my headphones. It was even worse for me just now. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Another one. But oh, hey, uh, let's do some apropos history and then we can wrap up this yeah, hour yeah. and say that was a that was a fun 420 celebration of you know event that we did, you know, while it's raining outside. Come so uh, yeah. let's talk about the history of 420. Here we are. It's 4-20-2022, and so Miggy and I are going to go over the hazy history of 4-20, as reported by the History Channel. Uh, so 4-20 doesn't begin with the police, but rather in the 1970s with a group of students in California. The Waldos. The Waldos. That's right. Now, uh, some references the, the birthday of Adolf Hitler, which is April 20th, unfortunately, and others Bob Dylan's legendary Everybody Must Get Stoned, and rainy day woman number 12 and 35, 12 multiplied by 35 does equal 420, which of course is um, that that when you see like the 12 multiplied by uh, 35, that's when I think that like I'm, I'm about to be shown like a, a cork board with a whole bunch <laughs> of like string between things. It's like, wait, yeah, wait, wait. That's, that's really reaching for straws there. No, no, we got that. Hold on. That was like a, you mean, the one with Charlie Kelly. There he is. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> persecution 
Not that's, the prosecution, the persecution. <laughs> that's how I feel when I talk about cannabis anytime, though, man, right? You're like, look, it's illegal because and it does this for you and it's happy. It's good for you and it won't kill you and the world will be so much better. But, you know, to that, uh, for the Waldos, I wanted to give credit to uh, Stephen Hager. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go to his YouTube channel, he does, a, a, he just uploaded a video on how he found, like the Waldos found him. Um, because he was familiar with 420. He helped spread it as a thing a long time ago, right? Like 420 slowly spread. A lot of people have a misconstrued view of the history because everybody wants to be like, I did this, but like he was, he's the guy that I did. Yeah. yeah. But this guy's, he's the guy that like, people, consumers owe this guy a lot because he was like, he made the first cannabis cup. He was the man who started that. Uh, He's got mad footage. Now, when you go through his videos, uh, he's kind of he's very intelligent. He's like a he's like an Alex Jones, but like not as not uh, not BS. Uh, or like yeah. I'm not sure, you know. And then well, Illuminati shit. Let's not talk about him. Let's go over the history of 420 because that's what yeah. the point of this little bit is. Uh, back to that, and we were talking about yeah. the Waldos, and then that's uh, fall of '71. The Waldos learned of a Coast Guard member who planted a cannabis plant and could no longer tend to the crop. And provided with a treasure map, some say the plant's owner himself supposedly leaned uh, to abandon the product. The group would the group would meet outside of the Louis Pasteur statute uh, on their head uh, outside of their high school at least once a week to conduct a search. At which time, four twenty. And so, after all, they were all athletes, and so after practice, they would then go to the uh, Louis Pasteur statute and then try to find where this uh, person of the Coast Guard had planted a, a, a wonderful crop in California. One of the original members of the Waldos told that, and his name was Stephen Capper. Was that the person you were just talking about? Uh, no, no. Stephen Hager's the, he was a journalist though. Like, like okay. this, he's actually a Waldo there, right there, you know? Yep. Like those guys, like it's a crazy how, you know, and yeah. it's, it's very like numerology, right? It's all, um, well, I didn't know this part of it, like, but Steve Capper told the Huffington Post they would remind each other in the hallways they were supposed to meet up at 420. It originally started out as 420, Lewis. Yeah. They eventually dropped the Lewis. I think it was Louis. That's what they said, not Lewis. Well, but... that Louis could also be pronounced Lewis, right? Isn't yeah. That how Louis Armstrong spelled his name. It was an L O U I E. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. I should. I know. Well, it's a French thing, you know, <laughs> and I'm not sure <laughs> pronounced uh, Louis there because they aren't in, in St. Louis or uh, St. Louis. But yeah, it was. It was just a bunch of guys that you know. They actually. Uh, put down pot for a long time and then uh, uh, it was them that reached out to high time saying hey we're the guys and he's uh, one they all had the documentation you know their letters they shared each other and you know it was used in concert uh, flyers and shit all the time when people would uh, you know process them you know get them printed machine printed whatever but Mm -hmm. hey you guys should come join us at four o'clock later to watch she should have known is that 4 p.m pacific or eastern standard time Pacific, so Pacific. seven years time, right? No, six, um, six. Yeah, okay. uh, I'll probably be eating, but that's okay. fine. I like to eat. No, I'll be anyway, fine. I just want to, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a happy 420, and you know, big shout out to everybody, especially the uh, the members of the channel who do like to throw us some stuff. Somebody threw us two bucks today. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Legalizing it two dollars at a time. That's uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Right on, brother. Let's, yeah. See you on Sunday. Thanks.
Yay. Yay. And then when that blue thing at the bottom goes all the way to the right, you hit N. Blue thing. I think Laura made us for it. Made us this. It's really sweet of her. Oh, you talking to Danielle? I don't know. I'm like, uh, the little blue thing at the end. Oh, the stop sharing? 